I lit a sage when you walked in Cause I have no idea where you've been What kind of energy you conjuring What kind of spells you be casting I lit a sage when you walked in Cause I have no idea where you've been what kind of energy you conjuring? What kind of spells you be casting? I lit a Happy fall. Is it fall yet? I think it's like the last day of summer or no, some, some business. No. Yeah, isn't like the equinox or something? Isn't that the 21st? You're right. Okay. All right. Well, by the time this episode drops. <laughs> word, word. All right, I guess fall. But hey, welcome back. Yay. How you living? You know, out here. Yep. Functioning. Mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... We have a few things we want to say up at the top. First of all, thanks, listeners. Y'all are dope. Oh, my God. You guys are so cute. You're listening. You like us. Wow. Uh, so welcome to Cheers and Queers. And if you want to um, keep up with us, in fact, do, you can hashtag us Cheers and Queers and keep the conversation going. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us what's on your mind. Um, Chit chat with us um, uh, even when the episode, even between episodes. Right. So like Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, we'll find it. Mm-hmm. You can find each other. You can find some cuties. You mm-hmm. can see what other people drinking. I feel like that's like a really good like space. Cause I know. I'm just saying, hashtags. Cool. Let's check in. Let's check in. So my name is Kiria Traber. Uh, pronouns she, her, and femme. If you're nasty. Ow. And the check-in question today. So, you know me, my check-in questions, we all here. Um, the check-in question today is, where is your favorite place to rest your hands on a lover's body? So this question made me blush and giggle. <laughs> um, and then my answer is, it depends on the lover. You know what I'm saying? Okay. some of my lovers, you know, they got that cushion for the pushing. Hey. <laughs> and some of my lovers, you know, maybe they got that, like, nice fade in the back i gotta put my fingers in or something wow you know it depends or maybe they have both (laughs) how about you come on contain multitudes (laughs) (laughs) tell me about yourself uh ishoke she her and ma'am also if you're nasty um i don't know i am a waste person like Mm. i enjoy wastes i feel like it's like literally where the universe meant my hand to rest at any given time mm. when we're walking on the street if we're laying in bed like whatever like it's like this perfect space mm. yeah i feel it it's really nice to like wrap your arm around somebody mm-hmm. and pull them close and like i'm short so like sometimes <laughs> i you know it's like a reach and sometimes it's not a reach it's like it's an adventure depending <laughs> on who it is you know so yeah that's that's it i love it uh what are we drinking what are we drinking so i made a suggestion you know we this episode we're gonna talk a little bit about love and relationships and sex so i was like how is some oh, wine sure. let's just take it classic um and then we went back and forth on that neither of us drink wine ever we had to get some recommendations i'm so, a mulled wine girl that's which, just it that's all i got right mulled <laughs> wine next month when it's a little cooler yeah um what'd you bring for us it's so uh, it's called pinot du sud um it is some sort of blend 
of Pinot Noir and Rosé. Uh, it's from France. It's cute. Uh, the l- full name is, uh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Cote de Thong. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it. Oh my it. God, what the heck is a French? But that makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, um, it's cute. I like rosé. Don't correct my pronunciation. If you hashtag me, I'll slap you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Uh, it's nice. It's, you know, rosés are chilled, so we're out here drinking cold stuff. Um, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm a little, um, hungover. So, I'm babysipping. Come on. (laughs) Well, we'll see. I think it'll grow on me. It usually, wine usually does. Yeah. Yeah. When I start this femme wine club, Mm. slash femme whiskey club. Ooh, both. Both, both and. I love it. Live in a world of both and. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, when we start that, we'll, we'll go through, we'll develop our palettes. Yes, <laughs> I'm all about developing <laughs> in all the ways. Word. Your hands all over my body. Just want to feel your hands all over my body. Right now. Oh, patience. So we want to do a thing because y'all queers love talking about sex yes. and relationships and the ways that we are with each other. And I am one of those queers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so am I. So we're going to do a really great segment called Pillow Talk is Gay. Pillow Talk is so gay. Oh my God. What? Um, where we talk about fucking whatever you would talk about, like with a lover in a in bed except it's being curious <laughs> in the microphones in your ear hello which is a different kind of intimate i guess yeah podcasts are so intimate yeah okay <laughs> so my general orientation queer duh uh femme yeah um and you know i say queer because i like that word better than pansexual but i pretty much have many many tastes many tastes come on taste. whole rainbow um <laughs> and i and my orientation is is poly which is you know i've been in many relationship structures they haven't all been poly but i feel most myself when they are um and you know sometimes i say non-monogamous and sometimes i say poly i'll probably use those terms interchangeably even in this episode um and it's changed really depending on the relationship but um right now i have a primary partnership and a lover and some friends and you know, all, all, all in the spirit of, you know, ethical, principled conversation. Like my old therapist back in college used to say that the P in polyamory stood for processing, which is accurate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just pff, mind blown. Uh, wow. Yeah. No, so I be processing out here in these streets, but I like that. I, I like to talk about it. And I'm, I'm really into being with people who also are open and want to talk word um cool so yeah queer yeah femme um also non-monogamous um a lot of times people are like what does that mean i'm like well while i can exist in monogamous relationships and while they are enjoyable to me i also don't feel like it is the only way that i can be Mm -hmm. or have to be um in any given stage um so yeah right now i'm dating some folk um i got some friends i got some lovers uh and that's that's really where i'm at um 
it's been a journey Mm. to get to a point where I can like say to people like, Hey, I'm not monogamous. Yeah. And for many years when I was still sort of figuring that out, there was a lot of like, well, why aren't you poly yet? Mm. You know, or like, I don't date people who aren't poly. Wow. So the shame was like, because you were not feeling that. Right. And I, because I didn't know processing is a new thing for me. Like Mm. how to process, how to negotiate boundaries with multiple partners. Right. Here's my anchor partner. Here are my like other partners. Here are my lovers. Here are my friends. Like those were things that I was still learning. And so I wasn't comfortable like claiming that identity. And people were like, so you're not poly. Wow. So we can't do Mm. this. Right. And like, that was really shitty. Um, yeah, that's awful. But now I'm in the opposite boat where people are like, oh, so you're not monogamous? Yeah, no. Exactly. It, you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. Oh, sorry. This is going to turn into a music video no, so soon. <laughs> no, we, we can definitely sing. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a journey. And in the queer community, so often there's this, like, tug of war mm-hmm. between folks who are like, I'm poly, and I'm like, healthily poly right right and i like mm-hmm. not synonymous oh girl because mm-hmm. i have seen some trash oh my god fuck boys are everywhere in all genders <laughs> listen b-o-y b-o-i they're out here yep coming for your edges and shit like goddamn. yeah can i ask you a question what mm-hmm. so you know i i'm sex positive and relationship structure positive. Like I, as I said, like my orientation is poly. I don't feel like I can be monogamous at this point in my life, but some of my best friends are monogamous, (laughs) but no, really. And like, I really, (laughs) I love and respect like the way they organize their relationship and why it makes sense for them. So I really have no shame in either direction, but I know there's a lot of shame out there, but I'm curious for you, what did bring you around to think, Oh, I think I do want to have this shape. Um, I think it was dating, like, I, there was a point in my life where I was dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to stop dating this other person. Like, I'm, I'm developing people feelings for these people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, oh, I can do this. Right? It was a, it was, for me, it was a question of capacity. Right. It was a question of spoons. Right? Do I have the spoons to make, to emotionally invest in multiple people at a time? Do I have the, like, ability? Wait, can you say more about spoons? No, because I hate that shit. <laughs> Uh, what is it? I don't know. I what was it is. famously quoted as saying once, "Fuck your spoons," and I oh, got into no. tons of arguments with people about it. Wait, what even is the spoon? I don't uh, know anything about this. <laughs> what is a spoon? Like not so, for ice cream or soup, obviously. Nah, but what? like, okay, so there's this idea that like anything you do requires spoons, right? Okay. So like, spoons is a an, a metaphor for like willpower or like the ability to can. And um, huh. some things take more spoons than others. So, like, huh. getting up and showering in the morning um, for folks who, like, don't have mental health things or, like, are f- at, like, full physical health capacity doesn't take a lot of spoons for them. But, like, if I'm in the midst of a depressive episode, it takes a lot for me to get out of the bed, right. take a shower, get dressed, right? That takes a lot of spoons. Mm. And so spoons are really just sort of, like, a loose way that people say or are able to talk about, like, their ability to can mm. in any given moment. Hmm. Um, That's and such so an interesting unit of measurement for like. It comes from, it, you know, I'm sure I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Sure, yeah. Um, but so often people use their spoons. Like, I don't have the spoons for this. Mm. As to, to excuse really shitty behavior. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it's like, do I have the spoons 
do I have the capacity? Do I have whatever to emotionally hold Mm. more than one partner? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that in this context, too, because, you know, if for those who are, you know, sort of informed or in dialogue about non-monogamy, often the conversation is about um, scarcity versus abundance, right? Like we are in a capitalist economy. We are in a social structure. Capitalism got us all fucked up. It does. All fucked up. (laughs) Even and especially in the way we love each other. And so we think of like, you know, scarcity and there's only there's a finite amount of resources and so on and so forth. And so, um, you know, uh, a non-monogamous structure invites the principle of abundance. Right. Right. But what you're saying is that even within that, there's there's nuance. Right. Because like, yes, you know, love is not a finite resource. Human, you know, inner relationships are not a finite thing, but we have individual capacities because we do have to balance a lot of things. So it's, you know, like you said, live with both and, you know, it's not a, it's not a either or. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important and it's important for you to be able to like verbalize that. Right. And it took me a long time to like learn how to say like, Hey, right now I can do this, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's about to be fall and like cuddle buddies and whatever, whatever. But I know Wintertime is a low capacity space for me. Right. Right. I right. only have so much that I can give. I love your hashtag not bay season. It is not bay season. <laughs> I'm lying to you. <laughs> fucking one of y'all was listening to this podcast. No. And I'm a fuck up. Uh-oh. It's all right though. Hey <laughs> y'all. It might be bay season. <laughs> might could be. <laughs> mm. So speaking of bays, yeah. Should we I don't know about that. Kira. No, 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 no. I meant these ones. Oh. <laughs> hey, bays. We have some cute bays on the podcast today. Yeah. They are cute. I'm just going to just, they're cute. Yeah. We thought, well, we wanted to talk about love and relationships and maybe a little bit of sex if we get there. Hey. Um, which is actually, that's funny. Neither of us mentioned our kink business. Next Can we have time. a separate episode? Yeah, we'll have a whole. Yep. Okay. Tune in next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we wanted to talk about love and relationships with the couple that we think is real awesome and beautiful and magical. Magical. So we are gonna bring on some guests. Damn. So hey, uh, Hi. welcome guests. Yeah. Let's get it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm excited. Shalom. Can you introduce yourselves with your name, your PGP, and your favorite place to put your hands on your lover's body? Whoever wants to go first. If I had a choice. Uh, My name is Ebony Donnelly. Pronouns he, him, his exclusively. And my favorite place to rest my laurels, my hands on a uh, a partner. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with waist as well. Or there's a part of the, it's called the small of the back. Yes. Yes. Um, I really, it's like above the butt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Above the butt crack. Yeah. (laughs) The butt crack very. Um, But depending on my partners, I'm going to sell a little of a showcase and curious answer. Depending on where my partner's butt crack is (laughs) and below the waist. Where is your partner's butt crack? Just yeah. Uh, okay. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Your butt crack. Oh, okay. I was yeah. curious. So the small of the back. <laughs> Got it. Excellent. I am Erica Hart, PGP, she and they. And um, I would say, like, in the armpit. So, like, mm. the head under yeah. the armpit resting on the forearm. That's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that part. 
Yeah, and I love the like extra cuddle. Say it's safe. Yep. And you know it's mm-hmm. love when you're like, mm, your funk is the yep. best funk. The best funk. <laughs> and it's, it's cuddly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. It doesn't matter body type. You could still be cuddly regardless of your body. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's oh. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. I'm trying to brevity is not my strong suit, so I'm trying to just be chill. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Oh well. Runs his mouth. All right. So we wanted you on today because um well, you are a couple, but also you're independently dope. So we're going to start a little bit with your independent dopeness and then cool. get into your, your couplehood. Cool. Um, so I, w- I want to start with Ebony because right. uh, we go way, way back. Oh, Lord, what we do? <laughs> Hella long. Here we go. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, we know each other from the yay area. The yay area from the speaks. And so tell us about where you're from and specifically... As you, you know, name call that, like, what, um, what does where you're from have to do with your queerness and your blackness? Um, so I'm from deep East Oakland and you have to specify, uh, for many <laughs> reasons. Um, nine, eight, shout out to all of y'all listening to cheers and queers on my niggas. They probably listen to it. Um, but I, I don't know. I was thinking about, I always think about blackness and queerness as something that's synonymous. And so... East Oakland, Oakland in general is a very um, traditionally and historically black space. Um, And so growing up, especially in the Bay Area, it's like a little kind of leftist bubble. Um, But I feel like Oakland, especially so with the history of the Black Panthers and um, surrounding, you know, Berkeley. um, So it's just that kind of sociopolitical environment that is tends to be more open. Definitely not in this day and age, but growing up, it definitely felt like. Um, queerness was never insulated. It was never something that was um, shunned or condemned. It was something that I very much so grew up around and grew up with and was just always a part of my life. So mm. it was never separate from my blackness, just another facet of it or even something inherent mm. to it. So mm. That's pretty special. Yeah, Oakland's a special place. Yeah. yeah. So now you're out in Brooklyn. Yeah. How do you do? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <In the> bush. <laughs> How do you carry Oakland with you in Brooklyn? Or where, oh, do you Lord. see, like, I, I, you know, we were talking earlier, and, like, there's a definitely, like, a Oakland-Brooklyn kind of, like, transcontinental passageway, yes. I feel yes, like, especially for is. queers. Yes, <laughs> it is. I agree. Going on. There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totes. And, and also, like, a sort of dark um, siblinghood in gentrification as well. Absolutely. Right? Right. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, for you, like, what are some of the similarities and differences being out here now? Um, I, so we live in Flatbush, which is a, is a West Indian environment. And so I don't, in Oakland, I've never lived around West Indian folks. No. Yeah. My Um, partner is the one Jamaican from the Bay. Period. (laughs) Like I never, like, that is not some, that's not something that I've been around and I love it. Um, I love, it's just different types of black people. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the East coast specifically has that. Um, Oakland certainly does, but with the great migration, like I was telling Erica, mm. <laughs> I talk about the great migration a lot because it's just, mm. it's pretty extant um, and prevalent, especially coming from California. Yeah. People talk mm-hmm. about how I talk and how I sound country and in my family members. Right. Um, but that's because a lot of black people who live in California, born Came in California. from uh, Georgia, right? Uh, from Louisiana, Louisiana specifically. Right? And, and also friend. parts of Georgia. But yeah. a lot of people from Georgia and went Florida. to Chicago. Yeah, in Florida. A lot of people mm-hmm. from Georgia went to 
Chicago and other places in the Midwest. They also right. went to um, a lot of people from Louisiana also went to Wisconsin. So there's mm-hmm. black people in Wisconsin. Look, I went to school in Wisconsin. <laughs> there's black ass people I know people where they are. Thing. There are not a lot of them. No. Right. You know But they're there. Right. Right. <laughs> and you, go, you go to Madison. You yeah. go to Milwaukee. And you can get your hair done. Yeah, you can. You can get you a chicken box. Okay. Okay, you can get you a fish fry. Okay. Wisconsin, come through. (laughs) (sighs) But, so, yeah, the difference, I mean, I don't really, there are marked differences between the Bay and New York, and that could be a a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But for the most part, um, I think flat, but to be honest, it's a little homophobic. Mm. Um, given just how yeah, that's deeply right. that's traditional right. and just the, the colonized history of the West Indies and yeah. taking that white sort of yeah, let's let's put that perspective. to bed. Like it's not it's not like native no, no, West no, it's Indian native to homophobia. No. It white. is white colonists. Yeah. That's right. colonial did. culture. Right. Hey, to white supremacy. Right. What's up? Yeah. Right, right. So to be indoctrinated into that, um, yeah. and having been born in the West Indies and then coming here, it won't necessarily shift. Right. Um, and I feel like um, people are indoctrinated into white supremacy in a whole bunch of different ways, especially in the Bay Area. I'm not finna hold just people from right. New York. So, but I my experience living in Flatbush versus living in the Bay, it's you know studs and ags that still exist very much so mm-hmm. um, in the Bay Area. They have a strong cult there. People still identify as studs. I find that yeah. here people don't really call themselves ag or studs. Yo, a I have much. a whole really we not have anymore. A whole thing. No, out Boys. here I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't Boys. hear people say studs. Yeah, I was never. Yeah, I was never yeah. a youth in New York, so I don't know why the young people oh, are talking about so themselves. I don't know how the young Once people upon talk. a time, yeah. hey, native Brooklynite here. Okay, tell um, us, tell us. Once upon a time, that was a really strong... Right, AG, I heard. AG, stud, like, that whole thing. Was Dom like, a little bit from, like, the Dom, D.C. Right? Dom, yeah, D.C. And, like, the older, like, some of the older queers or the older lesbians because they do not want to be called queer. Facts. Right? right and, like, right. even some of the older ones, like, Butch, right? So yep. I used yep. to go to the Dyke Dyke March. Even, yeah. And, you know, there was this very, like, strong, like, Stone Butch, mm-hmm. you know, hella dyke, like, da-da-da, like, collective and contingent. And us who are a little bit younger are, like, mm, soft mask, mm-hmm. you know, right. soft, soft poppy. Like, <laughs> soft butch. Zaddy. Yes. Femme zaddy. Zaddy. Femme zaddy. Well, Wait, okay, femme zaddy is my hashtag. So it's okay. Don't. All right, we're going to. Okay, so can we just. <laughs> It's a showcase hashtag for all of you out there. Just, just for me. You know. No, um, there's a whole, like, people got clothing that says that shit on it, like, right. at this one. Right. So, like, it's it's a whole, it's, like, branched out. But when I go to California, when I go to D.C., when I go to Atlanta, those things are holding strong. Yes. Like, really strong. And people don't know what to do with me who exists as a femme daddy, like, in the world. Right. And, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I got my lipstick and my Converse okay. and my hat. And I'll buy your drink. Right. And I'll do some other things for you. So, yeah. like, <laughs> if you're nasty, okay. <laughs> Ma'am. <All> um, right. <laughs> and so, like, it's it's really interesting to hear that those things, I was like, maybe it's me. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah, we should do a whole other podcast just about, like, regional gender yeah. construction in black communities. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Can I actually, like, can we like, write a it, dissertation about yeah. that? Yeah. Put it in the notes. Look in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how AG, that term, is specifically for, right. you know, black, the black community. Yes. Oh, yeah. Teaching AG. sex ed up and down the East Coast mm-hmm. and talking to people about yeah. what AG means and folks being like, well, white people being like, well, can I say I'm AG? Like, 
like no, no bitch you no. actually cannot well, no i mean by nature of what ag stands for you can identify that way like you can say that you're aggressive but you are not an ag right <laughs> and let me name so that's erica talking yes. uh will you who is the master of sex <laughs> we'll we'll get at to. the table yeah will you start with where you're from and what that means for you in terms of your blackness and queerness word did you finish i'm done oh okay um where I'm from. So it's kind of strange, not strange, but I'm from the suburbs of Maryland. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 13, I moved with my family to Puerto Rico. My dad was offered a position with his job to work in either Ohio or Puerto Rico. Oops. So yeah, um, he chose correctly. <laughs> correctly. And I hated him for it. I wanted to stay in Maryland. I actually right. cried and cried. I was a 13 yeah. angsty teen. I just wanted to be in Maryland with my friends. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he was like, well, you could stay with your friends in Maryland. And I cried some more. I'm like, you don't want me. Why oh, would you? Baby. I was a mess. A hot mess. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, 13 is hard. 13 is yeah. hard. It's like, you're moving me to what? Like, we're moving to a tropical island where it's warm all year long and there's beaches. Right. And, and you grew up in the snow. Right, I was mess. like, I don't get seasons. Ain't no crabs out and my there. dad was like, really? You're complaining about seasons? And now I hate seasons. I hate cold weather. <laughs> I don't ever want to live in cold weather. Any, I don't want to live here anymore. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm from. Um, hmm. And my queerness, I think similarly to what Ebony said, is that my queerness is synonymous with my blackness. Um, and it was also a way for me to stop having to explain my identity. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a almost like a I'm queer that explains my gender, that explains my sexual identity, that explains my gender expression, explains my gender identity. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if there's someone that I would want to be in relationship with, my friends or my partner, then I'll give you the plethora of what that right. means. Because it's really, for me, it's an umbrella term right. um, that branches off of, you know, outside of whatever norm you have in your head, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, right. So yeah, that's, that's how queer is for me. And I think my blackness is the same way. It's like, I'm not this norm. I'm not whiteness. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even interested in conforming mm -hmm. to whiteness. Um, just want to dismantle all of those things constantly, and mm -hmm. that is very similar, if not the same thing, as queerness. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you had influences specifically in Maryland and or Puerto Rico that really shaped your either like in a positive way or reactionary way mm -hmm. that sort of you see in your way, the way you orient now? Huh. I don't think so. For me, it wasn't so much regional. It was more so the internet. Mm. It wasn't so much where the internet is real. Yeah. Yeah, it, is. it wasn't so much where I live. And we're lucky to live in that era. Right. right. I didn't have examples of queerness or even blackness around mm. me mm. outside of my family in Maryland and then outside of my family in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's now this, I, I want to say now, but to my understanding, this rise of Afro-Latinx, mm -hmm. of identifying that way and saying that very blatantly. Mm -hmm. But when I was living in Puerto Rico, my friends were like, I'm not, I don't want to wow. listen to reggaeton. And I don't, I'm not from, my ancestry is not African. And I spent a lot of my time explaining to them <laughs> what Actually, Puerto Rican is. Right. Like, <laughs> why do you think you have hips and a butt? Like, where do you think you get that from? And that Can curly fro hair? that happens? <laughs> right. like, you think that that's just Puerto Rican? Like, come on right. now. Like, yeah. nah. Uh, so 
Yeah, I would say the internet was a huge influence for me. Like yeah. Going into AOL chat rooms, into lesbian chat rooms, and AOL. having cyber sex, and, wow. and really discovering who I was, and really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even with the internet with queer identity, because queer wasn't a term that I right. really had mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. I identified as bisexual in college. Same. And then a lesbian, <laughs> was and then a dyke. Was when you met me, Ebony? Yes. Yeah. You were. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, queer for me is just like, leave me alone. Yep. <laughs> I like to say, uh, I wouldn't say nothing it's else. a full sentence. Right. Full right. sentence. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> I like to say both black and queer. It's like black and queer as in fuck you. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Audrey Lord, like, I'm black, I'm a lesbian, I'm a poet. Like, spell it yep. all out so you're clear. Yeah. And also, like, is. if these terms offend, offend you, good. Like, mm-hmm. then, I, then I know where you stand. Right. Exactly. Right. And moving. I can get the fuck on about my business. Right. 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 Cool. So, for sure. how long have you been in Brooklyn? I've been here for, this is 2017, seven years. Cool, okay. that's mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, I've been here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I was in Manhattan when I first came. I lived in Hell's Kitchen, and then I moved to Queens. I was in Sunnyside. And then I was like, oh, black people are in Brooklyn? I'm Brooklyn. <laughs> and when I moved here, people were like, are you from Brooklyn? I'm like, mm. no. <laughs> I never get that. Yeah, you never get that. They're like, where are you from? <laughs> this voice, where are you from? Right. This accent. Cool. Cool. Keep it that way. <laughs> I'm from the deep. From the deep. Uh, from, uh, from the east. Like, from the east, coast, like the east coast. No, I'm from the east. <laughs> See, but that's really dope that like, we have kind of, I mean, not to make, create a binary here, but I think it's interesting. Like for you, it's like, you know, m- mobile mm-hmm. by by necessity mm-hmm. as a young person, and so you found your community, um, you know, digitally through like wherever I am, I can mm-hmm. find my people. Right. And for you, Ebony, it's a little more like classic geographical yes, <laughs> orientation, location, locally situated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very much mm-hmm. so. And you know, I think you know both are really beautiful, and I think. Um, and I'm sure, you know, for you, we were also digital generation as well. Yeah. So I'm sure you had internet. Like, yeah, for sure. Interactions. Right. Internet fam. Yeah. but I, Yeah, cyber sex all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Webcams and all the whole Webcam. shit. The little Logitech. Remember that? Well, I remember Logitech that. That never worked. Yeah, it never, never worked for me. It never worked. One photo right. and it was broken. It was broken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like nasty oh digital thing. But, but I appreciate this, like, diverse understanding of community. That yes. It, that it can mm-hmm. be physically located and it can be not and. And sometimes we don't have that choice, you know, as diaspora. Yeah. And sometimes we do, and it's and it's complicated, right? Sometimes we have that physical location is still like, oh, but why are you such an asshole though? Right, <laughs> right, right. Be less trash. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Um. So, so yeah. talking, you know, talking about community and talking about like existing in the community, um, in your relationship as it stands now, um, where where how do you orient, right? In terms of like monogamy, non-monogamy, like where you at? What's up? Tell the people. Um, I know y'all talk about it like in life. Um, I know you're talking about it on your podcast. Um, but you on my podcast now, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> we actually haven't talked about it on our podcast. No, we don't. We did talk about it today though, so it's really interesting Ooh. that this has come up. Great. Um, so sure. my relationship politic is Polly. Mm-hmm. And when I met Ebony a little over a year and two, three months ago, mm-hmm. um, I was in a relationship with someone else mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, you know, sorry, this is who I am, and I'm Polly, and are you cool with that? Wasn't. And Ebony was like, I'm monogamous. Like, I don't know. Like, very like, I'm monogamous. That's it. And they're all like, compromise, no negotiation conversation. I was like, 
okay. And it wasn't a, like, this is going to end now. Cause I think it was on our first date. Right. That I told you. No, guys. you instantly kept it. One. You said it on Tinder on the profile. It was right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want you and to I, know. And I was still fucking with it. So. <laughs> right. Nasty. Mm. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, so relationship, my relationship politic is poly. Yours is monogamous. I wouldn't even call it my politic. It's just my relationship configuration choice mm. at the moment. It's not something What's the that, difference? It's Semantics. not. It's, it's not even a, no. The politic is something. It implies a more a, a deeper sort of understanding of it. For mm-hmm. me, it's just what type of relationship preference I have in the moment, and it doesn't represent or implicate anything other than that. Can I ask All a right. question about that? Because what I hear, and and tell me if I'm wrong, is like maybe the difference between something that's like, um, a politic being something that's like analytical thought process like when you talk about queer earlier too like for me queer is not just my orientation it's also like my politic mm-hmm. in a way in mm-hmm. terms of Word. i think about other than norm yeah. in all ways right. that's yes, queer to absolutely. me and there's a that's a politic and the way mm-hmm. you walk through the world right the way people yeah. see you the absolutely. way you interpret information all of that is right. as a lens of queerness yes. right and so i would say like maybe I might define like a, a poly politic is like understanding the expansive potential of romantic connections right. versus like a personal like gut and like feeling inclination of like, I'm doing this right now, which mm. is not necessarily a politic, but just sort of like a, what Where I'm feeling in, in this world? moment, yeah. just what I'm feeling, just yeah. what I want to do or what also what I've been conditioned to do. Right. I've been conditioned mm-hmm. to be monogamous. It's not like I was given. We all were. Up. We all were. It we'll wasn't like, that I was condemned. You did, oh, okay. master. <laughs> wow. I just wanted. Okay. You yeah, did. I just wanted. Okay, to, you know. master. You just wanted to cite. So wait, I'm, I'm just, citing my sources. We, I feel like everyone should take a drink every time we say master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so here for Y'all too. You should have told us we could have brought it to us. I am in a monogamous relationship right now with you. Uh, it, at the moment, it is monogamous, <laughs> and 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 it's just too many I wish parameters. We had facial to all expressions this shit too. right like, now. There's some real it's choosing just like, going on. It's, it's just good. too many it's parameters. Good. Like I'm monogamous, but that doesn't imply that like I don't want to have sexual relationships or involve other people in our relationship sexually. Mm. Like. You know, it doesn't freaky is my politic. Like I'm, mm. I like I wow. like to have sex. That's my politic. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, like it probably is your politics. Monogamy is your relationship. That's it. It's clear now. Thanks. Okay. Oh, we've yes. been trying to get through this all we day. Have. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Cheers and Thanks, cheers and queers. So I yes. like to. I I frequent play spaces. Yes. Um, yeah. I actually told night. someone today. I was yeah. like. So I met Erica in a political space, and then I met her again at a play yes, party. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely met at a play. The first one that I actually um, threw with a right. bunch of other and that was so fucking you. dope. Yeah. Yes, 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 it was Ooh. amazing. Um, More so on yeah, that. I Another go to episode. lots of play parties, and in those spaces, I don't necessarily. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Um, play with just my partner, or maybe I'll go alone. That's been my right. like space or my mm-hmm. time at play mm-hmm. parties. So, for us, we also go to play parties. Can I say that you're kinky as well? Yes, I'm kinky. kinky. Is that yeah. your politics? All black or? people are kinky. For <laughs> word. All no. black people are kinky. That's real. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah. Kinky. So, when we go to those spaces, I don't know that our relationship still exists inside of monogamy. Hmm. Um, yes, it does. It's open. I think it's open to inviting other people in. I think you have to call that something else. 
What? I don't agree. I think you can call that man. I, we are. I'm not gonna be if with nobody else but you. Slave. Yeah, well, that is no longer monogamous. That is monogamous. We're in a monogamous relationship. We have a slave. You can join. Also, have a slave? just as a disclaimer, yeah. we come for each other a lot on our podcast. I know. <laughs> well, yes, we love each other. We, yes, but we yes. come for each other. I had. I was yeah. like, I was like listening, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Sorry, right. everyday life. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> you call it what well, you want. I, I think I have another clarifying question then, because yes. what I'm hearing is, Ebony, what you're saying is the monogamous part is that the actions you're taking are as a couple. Whereas polyamory, maybe in your mind, the way that you're shaping it logically, structurally, Mm -hmm. looks like what you do separately from each other. Yes. And in your configuration right now, there isn't separate action. There's no separate action. That's what it is. You're really good. I feel like this is a therapy session. Right, That'll be $500. Right. And you deserve it. Absolutely pay you. You need more than that. Because we spent almost two and a half hours having this conversation today. <laughs> right. And it's been clarified in five. Okay, so yes. can I, I'm going to ask a question and you, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but okay. so is has that been hard to sort of come to the table with these very different gut sort of feelings about the way you orient as a couple? For me, no, because as my career has expanded, kind of... Um, We're going to get to that in a hundred times. I think I'm really tired and mm. like you said, I think you said this earlier, Ashoke. About spoons? Spoons. Yeah, I hate that term as well. Thank you for <laughs> thank calling you. that Thank you. Oh, my I God. Thank you. Hate okay, let's, let's make another one right now. So your oh, capacity. Yeah, yeah, my capacity. capacity. Yeah. yeah. I saw, just a side note, I heard a speaker speak once who had um, a disability. And as a person with a disability, I was watching. And she was saying, like, okay, I can't finish this talk any longer. I'm out of spoons. And I was like, what the fuck is spoons? <laughs> Somebody and then you had to learn spoon. what is happening. Learn what I fucking yeah. So I also okay. hate that. Too, so, so not spoon, but capacity. Capacity. Yeah, I don't have the capacity to be in a poly relationship. She just yeah, that's so real. I just, that's, I just really have to be honest. Um, it, to be in a like you said, it's, mm. it's absolutely processing, and it's being yeah. there for other people. And yes, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, you have to be. And yeah. I have been married and in a long distance relationship mm. at the same time, and that takes a lot of time and, and a lot of co- and me courting you. All and at also once. All at once. I wasn't married then. I mean, I'm technically still married, homie, but I mean, like, right. I was uh, like, wait, partnership. Yes, in uh, partnership. Okay. Yeah. 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 You had a lot going on. I, I had a lot of stuff on the same. Right. I was like, I, wow. More. When that's I my, met, I feel like politics. that's when I met you. Like, we were like, we were both in a space where there was like a thousand things happening. Yep. And it was like right before like the world discovered how fucking amazing you are. And <laughs> like my mom, yeah. my mom. I was like, "Mom, my friends in O Magazine." I said to my mom, "Like my mom." I know, it's crazy. That's wild. like what? That's wild. And, but like also, thank you. I was like, you "Thank fuck you." Fuck it up. Thank you. But also, I hate the picture. But thank you. I, we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, just this idea of like capacity, right? Yeah. Like, what is it to be able to hold who you are and how you exist in the world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also hold the relationships that are our support system for you. Totally. Right. And like, sometimes you got it to be out here with your bench. Totally. And we can talk about the bench philosophy. The bench. I can't. I don't know what that is. With okay. all the people on the bench. Take me to school. Thank what? Erica mm-hmm. is so smart. Um, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, okay, this for my sports ball people. Um, I don't fucking play sports balls, but I know that. I run. That's it. <laughs> it was like, I row. Solo sport. We don't have, we got a fucking. Rose. Rose ain't no sport. bench. But anyway. Ain't no bench. Anyway. No bench. So you have a bench, Let's right? Hold. So what is a bench? A bench is, you know going with our sports ball analogy, 
people who if you're going to play one on one, right? And you want to switch folks out, you have you have to have a bench, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have people you can choose from so that you can play one on one with multiple persons. Not at the same time, but like, you know, hmm. this is you're the person that I can go to a convention with. Mm. You're the person that I like to watch movies on the couch with. You're the person who I like to go to fancy restaurants with, right? right? Mm-hmm. And like or you're the person who like has like a kink dynamic that like works for me, right? right? Like so what you're speaking to is is the you know another like kind of core concept and like a, a rationale for polyamory mm-hmm. is this idea that no one person can fulfill all your needs nobody's, nor should they nobody's mm-hmm. anybody's 100 percent. right like mm-hmm. like and i and often when i'm talking to folks who are curious about polyamory or or from starting a new relationship with someone who's like new to it i might be talking to somebody who's new to a polydynamic and curious about it and one of the things i talk about is i remind people of their friendship shapes right mm-hmm. and like yeah. I think for most people, not everyone, you know, there's different, you know, introverts, extroverts, whatever. But like, I think most people have more than one friend <laughs> and, and they know that this friend is the one you go shopping with. Mm-hmm. This friend is the one you call when you just need to sob. This friend is the one for the tough love. This one is the one that's always going to co-sign you. Like right. there are different things that happen so in those relationships. Head, you know, not <laughs> And you not Polly, right? <laughs> but that's really my can't. friendship. I just I love. Wow. I've <laughs> always heard the friendship like analogy and example of poly relationships. Yeah. I'm just I think that has to leave space for folks who are your romantic relationships look different than your friendships. Like a okay, lot of my because friends, we've talked about this romantic friendship. We talk yes. more about that. Yeah, yeah, well, well, my friends, I'll text my friends on occasion every once every two weeks. There's friends like that. Mm-hmm. There's some I text every single day, but there's, I'm not running to see my friends necessarily to like hang out with them, to like have dinner with them and like set that up with a romantic partner. I am doing that. So yeah, I'm, I'm different than that. Actually, uh, I my first I always like not always, but I realized a few years ago that my first primary partner was my best friend's sister who is platonic. Like mm. the idea of being intimate sexually with her is mm-hmm. disgusting. But we had a relationship shape where mm. we were very intimate mm-hmm. um, uh, and romantic. Mm. We, would, we would give each other gifts, whatever. We also shaped our lives around each other. Mm. When we both started our first romantic, serious romantic relationships, like we were best friends since we were like 14. We started our first like quote unquote adult relationships. We told our new partners, you need to know that my best friend comes first. Mm -hmm. That was a primary partnership. Mm -hmm. And it was romantic and it was dropping everything and whatever. Mm. I also have lovers that I text like once or twice a month. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so for me, there is like a lot of fluidity in the way that I hold intimacy Mm -hmm. that is much more complicated than whether or not we're fucking. Got it. And like romantic, like we've, I've I've had this conversation a bunch um, with folks in this like romantic friendship. Like, what is that? And it's like, folks who do the things that maybe you would ascribe to a romantic partner, right? Like folks who like come over and like will cuddle you if you had a hard day Mm -hmm. or folks who like, you know, hold your hand while you go to the movie theater or hold your hand while you're waiting in the doctor's office, you know, and like do the things and like you go on dates or you get each other gifts or whatever, whatever, but you aren't having sex with them. Right. 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 Or you aren't having sex with them often. Um, (laughs) Right. Because that's also a thing. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and what, what, what are the spaces that you can hold for romantic friendship if you have an anchor partner, right? Because, you know, fuck hierarchy. Yeah, um, no, I like that anchor. That's new language for me, not because I'm not interested in it, but because I'm old. Oops. So <laughs> I, I've been, I've, girl. 
I feel old when I'm hanging out with you, boo. Um, <laughs> but I've used primary partner in the past, but I've always hated it. So anchor partner is, yeah. thank you for, I'm going yeah, to, I'm, I'm learning more about that. that to me. And I so was like, on. wow, because like, fuck a hierarchy. I don't right. want a primary or a secondary or tertiary. That's trash. Tertiary. Uh, right. Like, you just what the I would never, I've never. Yeah, it was good though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. Oh, so one of my friends who's also an artist, she, <laughs> this is fucked up, but she's, she calls her, her, Lover, her her side project. Wow! <laughs> I, like, I got a band. That's my side project. Oh, ooh! <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, wow. And apparently, it's like a teasing thing that like, like project she oh, does with consent you? of the person. But yeah. I thought it was so hysterical. <laughs> Don't do that. That is not good advice. That's, <laughs> so back to like a regional point is that people in the Bay we say work. Mm. Like work is um that means like your lover, your partner, somebody you talking to like. I got, oh, that's my new work right there. Woo-woo. Oh. So, that's something that's we woo-wop. say. That's only what I Woo-wop. Yeah, we say woo up. That's, that's my woo. But traditionally, it's been work. My work. That's my work. I got this grown work. I got new work. That's my old work. You feel me? There's something. It's interesting. You can take that one <laughs> of two that. ways. Like, on the one hand, it's like, why Why has it got to be work? But on the other hand, it's like, no, you put in work. You put in yeah. work. Yeah. And yeah. It's I mean, if you're doing work. it right. Like, there's labor in a romantic friendship or a fucking relationship. Romantic. It's work. Yes. Or it's mm. you just bugging. That's Either work, one. too. Right. Yeah, that <laughs> works. It's work. That works for me. It's a workout. Hey. Come <laughs> on, favorite type of cardio. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, personal question that you can opt out of if you want to. What is it about the way... So, I've heard Erica talk about this a lot, and I've read a lot from you, Eb, but, like, we aren't as whatever, um, about like the way that your love exists in this relationship mm-hmm. um, and, and how is it different from like spaces you've been in in the past and like wh- what's new and like and and because Erica like I've, I've heard you talk about people mm-hmm. in, in life mm-hmm. um, and and I like from just to like outside looking in like the in our like personal conversations but mm-hmm. also in the way that you write about Ev it's real different mm-hmm. from anything that I've ever seen mm-hmm. or heard yeah. from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eb, like, I don't have that. Look at your face. <laughs> Look at you. He's looking to, Look to be you. upset with me later. So I'm not going to be oh. upset. Keep my hand. Hell no. What you talking about? You always crying. I'm not. Oh, always always crying. Oh. Ebony is a crier. You're outing me. <laughs> yes, I'm oh. crying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ebony is a crier. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. No, All right, go ahead. No judgment. Um, it's a judgment-free zone. There's wine involved. Um, yeah. but yeah, what what about the way that you're existing in this relationship together is is new? So accurate. It is. Um, my relationship with Ebony is like no other um rela- romantic relationship that I've ever had it is like no friendship that I've ever had mm-hmm. um, Ebony is a stand for communication in ways that other partners have not been yes. um, Ebony that's the bay shit right there that's the bay shit Ebony <laughs> oh, will sit boy. me down and be like why when I'm upset and a mood um, which I get in have like little mood swings sometimes and when I go I go insular mm. like I don't want I'm not the type to be like this is what I'm dealing with and you drop me nuts and didn't know Sagittarius um, Sagittarius I go into my little shell oh snap and I'm quiet um, and Ebony's like what's up you're not talking what's going Gemini. on mm. yeah why are you not talking to me and 
that works for me. <laughs> that works for me because other, my other partners would have left me there Ooh. in that inside. Yes. Okay. Just been like, okay, okay. see you later. Um, or been like, okay, you said nothing's wrong. Okay. See ya. And knowing damn well that I'm lying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ebony is just, I don't, just a really, just a, a damn walking heart. Like mm. just the sweetest thing you asked, you know, what parts of Oakland does he bring to Brooklyn? Yeah. And Ebony will literally speak to everybody on the street. And that right. is something that that's, that's something that you do not do. You do not do in Brooklyn. But uh-uh. literally, if he sees you, if he's met you one time and he sees you at a party, he's like, hi, like waving. Yeah. Like, so, oh, he, so you make sure that like he speaks and he's just consistently the sweetest person, not just when we, you know, we're sitting three hours in the park on our first date. Wow. This has been over just all the time, always there for me, always like just right there it's just my right hand mm. and with all of these changes i mean he's responsible for a lot of these changes that have happened in my career no, no. you are but he's just been there and riding with the punches and it's it's weird when people come up to me in the street and they're like you know are you erica hart and, right and they kind of just ignore ebony and ebony would just be like okay babe we gotta go mm. you know like it's just always on and just I don't know. It's just great. And I just feel mushy about it, you know, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the yes, sweetest, warm and sweetest turtle. Yeah. Truly. And supportive. And, and fu- like, yeah. Supportive and present and funny. And when he gets in his moods, we talk it out we figure it out and hold space and we can break down together. And mm. that's my homie that's and my yeah. lover. Yeah. And my business partner. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yep. Right. Right. So yeah. And yeah. Just I love him. In my dom, right? Okay. Sure. All right. All right, babe. You selective. All right, babe. Okay. Choose to put out there. I'm a crying. You're a sub. <laughs> I am a sub. I am a sub. Die hard sub. Yes. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong okay. with that. Okay. <laughs> Who controls the scene? Okay. You know, okay. Yes. <laughs> How do you Have feel about me? <laughs> you got a fucking pull uh, back a question to me now. Yeah, so yeah. what's different? I what's different? Um... Oh man, this is a difficult question. It is. It's a very hard question. Uh, but to say it as concisely as I can, uh, I just I love everything about Erica. It's not one thing I think that I don't like about Erica. It's probably not one thing that she does get on my nerves. But anybody <laughs> you live with, you know, in close proximity to, gonna get on your nerves. But um, Erica is just the best person I've ever met. Just the kindest, mm. sweetest just most like i don't know erica really saved my life i think i put i put it that way Mm. erica saved my life i don't want to talk about it (laughs) i do not want to talk about this but um yeah yeah i fuck with erica super tough like (laughs) you know it's been a it's been a long time but erica is really um not to get too deep erica has saved my life but we won't go into all of that um but um yeah this is the you know, like, have you ever had a person that you, like, I don't know, like, if you, when you were younger or little, like, you had this image of somebody in your head that you wanted to be with? Yeah. Or, like, it's, like, this faint, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a heady person, so I'm, I fantasize a lot. I have a really <laughs> active poet. imagination. A yeah. poet. My yeah. imagination Writer, is just. Creator. Always thinking. Mm-hmm. All the time. And so I always had, I knew the type of person I wanted to be with beyond their characteristics. It was like a image almost in my mind of how the person would look and even when I was in relationships with other people it's kind of like your imaginary friend Mm. like you just retain parts of that person and that being and then when I met Erica that was the person wow 
you know, I maybe my mind created that person or it was some type of spiritual <laughs> like yeah. um foreshadowing of some sort. I don't know what it was, but this is the person I was supposed to be with. And it sounds really hokey and hella cliche. Whatever. And, Y'all California people love that woo woo shit. Yes. We yeah. do. We Fast. do. But but do. I I will say Eric, Erica is is I, I worship Erica. I love Erica. You know, Erica is my more than my partner you know it's no words really for what you are to me and what you do for me can i throw him some big sib observation <laughs> <laughs> big sib oh, come on so, with the therapy so <laughs> so as i said i've known ebony literally since he was how old are you like i'm 26 so, so i'm 27 sorry was it like say, really? 10 years ago we met 10 yeah wow. so we're Damn. a team Yes. A 16 year old teen poet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Little baby with the hair. All the hair. Writing little queer poems. <laughs> yes, little queer poems. Actually, really big and like intense queer poems. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but one thing I know about you, I've known about you, is you do love hard. Yes. You have always loved hard. And yes. so, whoever you've been with, I, I will say, like, you've always had so much love to give. Yeah. What I see different from the outside. And, you know, I'll be honest, like, you know, we haven't been able to always like be in constant communication. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know yeah. the ins and outs, but like right. I observe, you know, right. and like, I'm so happy to see you with someone that I feel like meets you yes. in these ways mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. the hustler mentality, right. the grown handling business mentality, mm-hmm. the right I can away. name my love mm-hmm. for you kind yes, of mentality yeah, and capacity mm-hmm. yeah. which has not always been true with people you've been absolutely. with absolutely has like, not been same. true same wow. for me yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so like it's so beautiful to see you with someone that loves you with the with the capacity that you deserve yes yeah so yes. i'm really happy for you yes thank you Kira. you thank just be you. putting this stuff so concise. i feel naked naked y'all told me it would be Get drinks naked. but not naked, <laughs> naked we Bobby still have clothes on you guys okay. <laughs> one or day we? we'll record or a podcast we? naked right. maybe we'll naked, do a so nudist episode right. um, I mean, we could just let them imagine like i mean you don't have or, to imagine for me right i, I was like well you know you be out here yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, question for everybody okay. are you a blurred do you know what that um, means? Yes. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. All right, let me define it. Because I recently heard a podcast where somebody was like, I ain't never heard that term. And right. I almost slapped that nigga in his face through the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so blurred is a connection between the word black and nerd. Right. Put together. Which we talked about a bit last time as well. A little bit, a little bit. We, we are both we're proud. Blurred. Blurred. Just out here. Yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. Five ever. Um, gang. <laughs> gang gang uh so yeah it, are you a blurred like what does it mean what do, what do you what, what do you get you? what do you get nerdy about i wouldn't i don't know if i'm a blurred i don't know if you I you're a master of that. sex yeah you're a blurred like, definitely a sex nerd a for sex sure blurred. you yeah, are a blurred, blurred. Yeah. like what okay sex blurred and cool. can, can we talk about that for the people who don't know which shamefully there probably are some can like yes. what is what is your business oh business yeah tell, tell, what do you, me, tell, tell me tell us about, about your, your sex tell so about i have my master's business. of education Come in human on, sexuality master. everybody got a drink i'm out you can sit mine Master of sex. Master, on. yeah, master of sex. And <laughs> I've been teaching sex ed for the past, I don't even know. I think ten. I've been saying 10 years, but I really think it's 12 longer, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, 12 years, elementary, middle, high school, 
and now grad school mm-hmm. um, as well. And adults just you yeah. know, all over the place. So yeah, that's what I do. So yeah, anything about in under the umbrella of sex, I'm, I'm, I want to know about, you I want to understand, I geek out. Yeah. Especially gender and the brain and mm-hmm. how your brain interacts when you are being sexually active and mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. looks like for you. Um, not yeah. to be super reductive, but yeah. like just for fun, can you like what's like one interesting like fact or thing about sex that you're like really excited about right now? Hmm. Or that you've or that you often talk about that maybe like often blows people's yeah. minds. I mean, I feel like I say all the time that gender is in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks are like, "What do you mean it's in your brain? I can see it. Like that's a she. <laughs> like that's not right. that's not how that works." No. And I, you know, people will kind of gawk at that like oh that's really simple and it's like but there's a lot of folks that do not understand that and I give a lot of space for queer identities understanding it and they also don't understand that Mm, so I think if we got that gender is in our brain and interacted with folks that it's in our brain then we would stop seeing things like transphobia um, homophobia femophobia so on and so forth but I digress, but that is where I geek no, out. But she also does learning <laughs> about that it is actually in your brain and yeah. created there, and then you interpret those things, those hormones, um, and, and then so you sterling. say out of your mouth, right, that I am whatever particular right. gender, or there's no language for it, but your brain has already said, you know, this yeah. is that particular thing, so you can't see it. it doesn't matter right. if you're wearing a dress or pants or a fucking unicorn outfit is yes. <laughs> it's all in Just your brain until you say it right yeah yeah excellent yeah. thank you mm-hmm. thank you how about you Ebs? um i my interests shift often um mm-hmm. so i i guess i'm a blurred i can say that i'm a a music blurred mm. um and a sound blurred um, but I also get into really weird, obscure things that other people probably don't care about. <laughs> like right now, I'm reading a lot about the um, global financial crisis of 2008. Yo, and about like I love economic deep dive. I am Let's really into it. American oh finance. You need a whole other podcast. Yo. Like um, can y'all help me with my economics homework, then? Because right. yeah, <laughs> Ebony can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're actually gonna do an episode about uh, queer hustle black economics. Black economics. Oh, you never have. had uh, there doesn't exist yet so i would really like to listen so can y'all please record <laughs> yeah. that no, you gotta be in on it you should I was be like, you could just i would love to i just sit and listen um but yeah i'm just <laughs> hella interested in that and just um just the mechanisms that have created our present day financial system um and it's very it's deep it's you can really blur it out for days. You can go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. into like credit default swaps and like how just all this a sinister operation. It's like watching Zeitgeist, but you're reading. Like anything <laughs> that you read about Wall Street and that you read about finance, it seems almost unbelievable and really obscured by jargony mm-hmm. language. But um, once you get to the nuts and bolts of it, it is so um, evil. <laughs> but it's, but it, it's a system it has been sanctioned in its institution now, yeah. um, but the way it works and the way that financial instruments are productized is really to like make a few people rich. It's and a lot more people poor. Can I want to ask you the same question? Is there like one like piece of like factual information that like maybe blew your mind that you like can explain for us like something that demystifies something about yeah. finance and economics? I so, mean, so we talk about capitalism got us fucked up all the time, and I'm like learning the history of capitalism mm, right now, specifically the capitalism that we exist in, like war capitalism, a capitalism yeah. that yes. is invested 
was created by and invested invests continually in violence. Right. So, you know, you got it's yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, anything. So um pretty much like y'all remember it was a big ass deep recession in two thousand eight. The mm-hmm. stock markets crashed. Um and what that essentially meant is that there was a housing bubble. And so what happens is that lenders, um, institutions that lend money to people to buy houses, they were lending to people at what is called a floating rate. Hmm. Um, a floating rate is like, you don't have to pay no interest on this house real quick. Like, it's for three years. But what it means is that it will eventually float into a higher rate. Oh, wow. So over a 30-year, you'll have a floating rate. Over a three-year period, no interest, like or 0.03% interest rate on this house. Um, so basically what they did was they just lend it to people who didn't, um, who couldn't pay. Um, it's so just people a, are literally investing in people's de- destitution. That is literally yeah. what it is. And, wow. and it sounds like it's, but it is absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a, a great, it's a really good book. It's called The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie. Yes, the book is way better than the movie. I'm sure. Um, Always is. And Always it's is. super And there's that This based. American Life episode about it. I don't know if yeah. you know. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. It's a good one. That yeah. was my intro. Okay. But cool. I, oh. I listen to a lot of economic podcasts on the left. Okay, this <laughs> American... Yeah, yeah. Planet Money. Yeah. yeah. This American yeah. Life. All the time. Learning. I mean, yeah. mostly I'm like, wow, y'all are yeah. capitalist assholes. But this is interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's been, so there's like a whole... There's nothing separating Wall Street from just regular crooks who bet money on mm-hmm. yeah they the wear suits Mayweather every day fight. that's the difference that's, that's it. really, really no other no difference it's right. really awful right. yeah yeah Word. Word. so all of that to say it's a beautiful thing that we can get together and love each other in this day yeah. right Word. for sure Word. that we can for be sure. educated about our history blurt it out blurt it out have kinky sex all kinds of relationships, structures, and yes. just you know, kink is a form of from ancestral kink trauma. Practice, yo, yes. kink yes. as praxis, absolutely. Look. Yeah, okay. Fuck. Where's that T-shirt? I don't know. That's you. That's on you. That's on you. We can make I'm that. Cheers and queers. Kink as praxis. Oh shit! Y'all need T-shirts. Uh-oh. Yeah. Buttons. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So speaking of podcasts, yes. y'all have a podcast. We What's do. it called? What's it about? Where do you find it? We have a podcast. It is called Hood Rat to Head Rat. Yeah, that shit is mad for colonized <laughs> podcast for all the folks. All um, the folks. but it is really for black people and specifically black, queer, and trans people. I am a trans person. Uh Erica's a cis person. I'm from the hood. I have a <laughs> hood based epistemology is what I call it. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and so a lot of the knowledge sources <laughs> that I have in my life are derived from the hood, from East Oakland, and not just East Oakland, but there's hoods all over America that have Mm -hmm, contributed mm -hmm. to the rich history that is black history and that is blackness. And I'm in conversation with the resident sex educator and head rap. So it's not (laughs) hood rap aspiring to head rap. So you're the hood rap. It's the hood rap in conversation with the head rap. Yeah, anything you got to say about that, babe? That's it, baby. You can catch us on SoundCloud yeah. <laughs> and iTunes, Hood Rat to Head Rap. Yeah. Beautiful. Word. Great. Where can the people find your work, like, in the world? In Website. How do we that. follow you? Uh, we can follow me on Instagram uh-huh. at iHeartErica, H A R T E R I C K A, a C and a K. Yes, a C and a K. C and a K. And then my website is the same www.iHeartErica.com. 
Word. Cool. And yeah. Ebony, do you do that? No, nah, you can no. just find me wherever you see me at. Like I go to a lot of frequent a lot of coffee shops. <laughs> Um, I'm in Oakland. Ebony refuses to have occasionally, Instagram, so you can hit yeah. me up on my Instagram to contact right. Ebony. Yeah, I which make cameos. Do. Ebony is an audio engineer and a writer, copywriter, yeah. and, and a, just a brilliant human. So and a, hit and like a globetrotter. So like, if you got a gig in the place. like somewhere, it doesn't else, matter. If you have fine. a gig in Italy, Ebony will come. We will figure out a way. <laughs> I will figure out a way Ebony to be together, there. Even though he don't got no goddamn passport right now. No, don't have I, a passport. Wow, wow, wow! Don't have a passport. Get together, Rose. Ricky Rose. But you got some French wine though. <laughs> okay. But yeah, y'all can just find me wherever I be at. Y'all know where I be. Uh, you know where I be. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. Hi. <laughs> All right, it is time for a toast. It's I time think. for a toast. All right. A toast to the groom. To the groom. To the groom. To the groom. To the bride. To the bride. What are we toasting to? Because yep. it's y'all. Y'all got to tell us what we toast into. So, okay. So a toast is something that you're excited about, something that makes you happy, something you're into, like something we raise our glass to this week. <laughs> Dramatic pause. I was like, I'm toasting faces. to all the films, all the black yeah. films. I'm around hey. a lot of black films. I love y'all. Y'all be out here looking good. I see y'all about Erica's to like, y'all no, we're like, wear yes. and everything. Y'all <laughs> Ebony be... being a slut right now. Full. Monogamous slut. Yeah. Yeah. With y'all Monogamous everything. slut. Put them out and, Come on. You know. Toast to the fems. Toast, Toast to yes. all the fems. I know yes. y'all saying. Toast to the fems and sex. Yes. It's yes. Sex with them as well. Yes. 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 <laughs> mm. Adventure. Somebody recently said to me, adventure is in like femme tops and i was like oh okay. that's a podcast i'm here for the femme tops yeah. <laughs> all day me too yeah holler holler femme Taking tops where all right where tops i don't know where they at i mean I, right. they at? i'm right Hello? here but like <laughs> where the rest of them at Hello? where are your people where, the where, where are my people <laughs> come fucking come talk to me um anyway Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I feel Thank so, you. like, therapized yes. and good yes. and clear. Yes, yes. Come yes. back yes. for another therapy session. Yes. 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 We finally Pro got bono. to spend time together. Y'all got to buy the booze next time. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll bring, what y'all want to bring the booze? Can we do a mold wine one? Because Look, I said she like, yeah. I'm a mold. And I'm hot, hot toddies. And hot toddies. Ebony me at, like, butter rum five o'clock. Ebony likes all hot buttered rum. Wow. So what you're saying is we... Are gonna have a really cute yeah, winter. Yeah, we got and y'all could come if you want. To. That's fine. Right. <laughs> what is happening? Will be May. Those are starting elves. like a club. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I um, love y'all. All right. Love you. Thank you. Cheers and queers. Cheers and queers. Oh, and queers. Cheers and queers. Hashtag cheers and queers. Yes. Yeah. All right. Another one in the bag. We made it. We made it. We did it. We did it. So uh, we want to let you know the things that are important to remember. Um, the booze in this episode. Pinot de Sud, uh, Rose Cote de Thong. I'm really pronouncing it just to piss oh, off the French francophones out there. French. I'm sorry. I love you, francophones. It's not on purpose, but it's cute. It grew on me. Like I said, it would. I've now had three glasses. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we're we're trying to find a balance between Kiria's I don't fuck with sweet palette <laughs> and me give me all the sweets palette. Right. This was a good balance. Yeah, it was good. The music in this episode was brought to you by B. Steadwell. Abel Shifra. And the Peace and Body Roll duo, Boom Scat. Yeah. And so yep. they're out here in the world. You can find B at www.bsteadwell.com. And Abel Shifra, you know, he's out there. <laughs> he's a little on the DL, but his beats are good. If you if you like it, you can hit us up. 
And if you want to find Boomscat, they are at Boomscat, B-O-O-M-S-C-A-T on Instagram and B-O-O-M-S-C-A-T dot com. You can find their music and the merch and where they're going to be playing. And we already know that y'all need those beats in your life. So don't even lie. You're already being like, where can I get the whole thing? Oh my God. Honey For Saturday night. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Honey Groove. Next I saw Boomscat, and I saw Beast Well, and I saw The Cool Lots, and I saw Big Frida. Damn. And I twerked with Big Frida. And then you just, like, threw all your panties everywhere. That's different. That's a different story. (laughs) Sorry. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) So we're a member of the Gifted Sounds Podcasting Network. Check out the whole, all of the podcasts. Whole squad. Gang, gang. They're all great. We're going to make some great promotional materials. You'll see a lot more of us. Um, this episode was produced by us, Ishoka and Kiria. Wow. With um, much support from Lance, um, Lance John, and edited by Giselle Hernandez. Hi, Giselle. And that's it. That's See it. See you next time. Peace out. Good night. We're, We're done. Bye, y'all. <laughs>